Hello, beautiful. You are listening to episode 95 of the Africana Woman podcast. Chulu is my name. I'm a writer, personal brand consultant, entrepreneur, and mentor. This show is the home of African women's stories. We share ideas, triumphs, challenges, and lessons from our perspective as women. Our library is a step to cementing our place in history. Her story, your story, is powerful. Thank you so much for tuning in. Welcome to all the new listeners and welcome back, family. Click the subscribe button to make sure that you are always first to know when a new episode drops. And tell at least one girlfriend about the Africana Woman podcast. We are four conversations away from the 100th, official 100th episode celebration. Tickets for the live podcast recording are available at AfricanaWoman.com. I speak to women who dream of being a content creator, be it on YouTube, podcasts, social media, or whatever platform of choice. More often than not, most are stuck on how to start. I love this conversation with Ingotu because she talks about the how. Take a listen. Jay Mubanga is an African, Zambian to be specific, content creator on YouTube and Bulela podcast. Both platforms are pushing her 1,000 awesome Zambians project via interviews on her shows, Shimka Conmigo, and celebrating our music. Ingutu says, I want to highlight positive stories out of Zambia and the African continent. So Shimka Conmigo and celebrating our music on Bulela podcast and her YouTube are important tools in achieving that. Her goal is to get 1,000 Zambias, in fact, 1,000 Africans doing awesome things, big or small, who are set on changing the narrative that mostly non-Africans have about Zambia or the continent. I am very, very excited to have Ingutu on the Africana Woman. Mike, hi! Hi, hello, and thank you for having me. Thank you, thank you, thank you so, so much. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Yeah, how's your day going? So far, so good. Um, You know, we we commented briefly. You said you had editing to do. I also have some editing to do. This is the life, the background um, life of content creators. We're creating content and editing content. So, yeah, that's what my day has mostly been. Okay. So I always like to start with this question, which is, what is your favorite childhood memory? Okay. Wow. Um, my favorite, favorite, favorite childhood memory. Um, okay. There are several, but, um, I realize I must, I must, I must pick one. And, um, there is, um, I remember um, we were with my, my brother, some family, and we went to, um, Lusaka golf club. Yeah, kind of an odd place for, for kids, but you know, there was there was a band, you know, like a marching band with their their uniforms, and you know, I, I'm not really sure if it was attached to a special event, but they were there, and um, I was thoroughly impressed by them being there. So I remember I went next to the conductor. I wasn't a very shy kid. 
uh, I went to stand right next to the conductor and I think I was mimicking what the conductor was doing with um with the marching band which 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 had the adults laughing but I, i'm i'm so happy that they you know they were pretty cool the band was cool the conductor was cool and everyone else was cool so i felt i think i felt pretty pretty important in that moment i was like oh look at me you know i didn't even consider the fact that the man was doing his job it might have been a serious 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 event i just rolled up and was like okay i'm going to do whatever he's doing you know so that was that's that's that was a nice that's a nice memory i have from my childhood Oh, that's fun. Yeah, I can I can see you know the adults just cracking up uh, <laughs> in that story. So you grew up in Lusaka? Yes, yes. Lusaka, born and raised, and um, yeah, 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 yeah. A product of, of of Lusaka through and through. So obviously, in your bio, we talked about you are a podcaster and you're a YouTuber. What was the journey to becoming to using those platforms? Okay, so I mean, I can't, uh, I can't claim. Oh, I had this brilliant idea for content creation, and I thought I would be unique because that's that that. is yes the standard you know line and i probably should say that but um you know i thought okay there's youtube it's a free platform you don't have to pay to be on it are there other zambians yes but not that many i started in in 2019 yes there were other already established channels and content creators but nobody was doing what i wanted to do what i was hoping to do with my channel so i thought okay you know an extra zambian voice doing something else it's not you know i'm not i'm not going to be directly competing with anyone's audience i can try to to push on and find my my niche but the fact that it was free i didn't have to pay that was also a great motivator having an opinion on things um also helped because i mean um you know if i if we share if we think about my childhood memory you know i've i've always been pretty pretty brave and um you know willing to either express myself uh, physically like in my childhood memory or verbally so i thought a free platform that i can you know work on pretty much independently that that was the the motivation i think no i think no that was the motivation so do you have a background in i don't know so for example maybe film or production or you know anything no. like that okay so what no, 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 you no. think that okay i can do this what made me think i could do it mm-hmm. Okay um what i like um like i said it was a free, youtube is not like i said it was it is a free platform you know and um if you have an opinion you have to, you have to decide okay there's lots of um platforms you can be on there's facebook there's um instagram there's tiktok and what have you um so uh, you know if you ask me if i had a media background i mean straight out of um high school i did a little course 
maybe six or five months. I, I, I wanted to be a journalist. Uh, um, so I, I went and I studied journalism, but it wasn't film production related. It was more conducting an interview, writing uh, an article, you know, that sort of, that sort of training. So I, I lie when I say no, I had some, you know, and it was just a, a five months of training. So anyways, coming back to the fact that it was a pre- free platform and the little minimal research I did um, indicated or showed me or inspired me like with my mobile phone in the corner of my room, I could create the content that I wanted to create. And this was very important to me, first of all, because you don't, you don't know if your opinions or views on X subject are going to fly or you're going to like them. So I didn't want to invest a lot of money in initial equipment, in initial setup. So I really, really like the fact that it was, it was, it was more well, cheap. No, I didn't spend anything. I had the phone, which is what I use. I still use my phone. Um, um, I had the space in my room and I could, you know, just set it up with, with the wall as the background. Um, and I had opinions, you know, so those, those three things, I thought, okay, I can, I can totally do this. And the fact that I'm not too shy, I am shy, but not too shy. <laughs> so, yeah. Was yeah. 1,000 stories always the goal? 1,000 Awesome Zambians is a relatively new content creation project. I mean, I started, yes, like I said, I started in 2019 to make content. And a lot of my my content that, yes, had my name on it was always focused on showcasing Zambia. So either Zambian brands, Zambian businesses, Zambian music. So I was already directly or indirectly contributing through my own platform or working with other platforms to develop content. So I thought, yes, the main interest remains Zambia, but now, um, you know, instead of it being sort of haphazard or without a focus per se, um, you know, so 1000 Awesome Zambians was born at the end of 2020, maybe October, thereabouts. Um, and, you know, it was just my content delivery in a more focused, you know, way, you know, placing it under a brand, a project, you know, and having a, a direction. So it is, yes, it continues to be 1000 Awesome Zambians. So it could be film directors, which I have spoken to film directors. I've spoken to um, athletes, um, an Olympian, a Zambian um, Olympic athlete. I've spoken to lots of musicians. Musicians are easy and great to speak to because they always have a project that they're promoting. So if it's a new single on album, they're doing press tours. So they have, they have, um, you know, the willingness to talk about their work. So it's, those are, those are really, really easy and great interviews to do for me. Um, and they're always available. If I'm not looking to interview one, they're either messaging me and asking me, look, I produced something. I'm, I'll really be happy. And which is, which is really, really nice because I'm not a gossip, gossip 
columnist, for example. I'm not interested in who's dating who, who's broken up with who. I'm really interested in the craft, in, you know, the process of making the album, the creative, the non-creative, the promotion. Are you making money for making music? So I think that also helps me a lot to seem approachable because that's my angle, you know? Um, yeah. So, um, I, I think I've gone off a little bit, but really, yeah, that's, that's the focus of 1000 awesome Zambians to highlight stories. You know, I live, I don't live in Zambia currently. So I'm always getting questions like, Oh, so what's Zambia like? What are people like? You know, and um, I thought, okay, so I could spend a lot of time uh, talking about it, but I'd like to be able to say, you know what, you're into film, you like film, you like documentary documentaries. I interviewed a filmmaker from Zambia, a documentary maker. Why don't you listen to this interview? And you can get a perspective, yes, from me as a Zambian, but then, you know, you can also get a perspective from the, from the film director that I spoke to, you know. Um, and that's something that I find when you live, when you live, when you live overseas, you're always confronted with the question of like, of, with the question, what's your country like? What are the people like? And you're unwittingly always an ambassador for your country. You know, I don't get tired talking about Zambia. I love, I love so many things, but I didn't even realize I loved them or liked them until I moved away and people started to question me. What's the food like? What's the music like? What, are the, what do you wear? You know, so when you're confronted with all of this, you start to think, wow, I make content on YouTube. What can I do with that? How can I use that? So how, like, how far are you into 1000? Um, awesome. I am, I'm un- still, I'm under 50. Okay, the pandemic. I blame the pandemic now. <laughs> um, it's just been it's it's been um difficult so there's the rhythm the the scheduling the editing the your life your my life you know um not not necessarily getting in the way but just making the time i'm i'm a mother also i must do other things in my life content creation for 1000 Awesome Zambians is is purely a passion project. You know, I'm not making hundreds of thousands of kwacha off it. So I have to make the time in my life to, to, to create the content. I have to find people that I want to talk to. I always say in my videos, I don't make a reaction video, let's say to a music video of an artist that I don't like because I will come across very fake, but I can't interview someone I don't find interesting, you know, because then it will come off very false on my part because I wear, I wear my emotions on my sleeve. If something excites me, I want to know more about the person. But then also the reality, I have to find the time. So I'm under, under 40 people. I'm not disappointed about this because it's also not a race. It's not, um, it's not, uh, in under six months, I have to speak to 1000 people. No, I imagine in a year, if I do one interview per month, that's 12 people. So we'll be doing the project for more years, more years to come. So I like it. I like 1000 awesome Zambians for that, but it's not restricted to 1000 awesome Zambians. It's also 1000 awesome. Africans, which is why when you 
you know, when you approached me for an interview, I thought, oh my God, this is really cool because you interview African women. And that's, that's kind that's no, kind of awesome. That is amazing. So, so earlier you mentioned, you know, when you were starting out in 2019, there weren't a lot of YouTubers. And funny enough, a friend of mine was asking me today, she's um, based in the U.S., I think when she was pregnant, you know, she started watching a lot of YouTube channels just to entertain herself. And, you know, she found a lot of content from Kenya, from East Africa, from West Africa, um, Southern Africa. But Zambia, she was just like, I find it so hard to find um, Zambian YouTubers. So just this yeah. morning, she was saying, do you know any YouTubers? Send me their Zambian YouTubers. Send me their um their channels and their links. So I want to hear from you. Since 2019, do you think there's been an improvement? Has the number increased? Is it enough? Um, Okay, so our population might be hitting the... I might... This might be a number that's completely off. Maybe we're in the 17 million. So I think it's also not very fair to compare with like Kenya, Nigeria, South Africa. They have a much, much bigger population than we do. So considering our population size, our, the size of our capital city, the number of people on social media, our conservative culture, I can, I can give you a list of 100 YouTubers. But this is a mix of musicians and like just content creators, bloggers, vloggers, fashion. I have a list. I can pass it to you when we finish the interview. I compiled that. I think maybe it was in 2018, but I'm not the only one who came up with that list. There's maybe two other YouTubers I can point to and say, look, they made content and said YouTubers to watch. But I think after we, the three of us made these channels, a lot of other people saw, oh, I can talk about fashion bloggers. I can talk about XYZ content creators. They, they are there. And yes, because uh, if you're creating content, like I said, you're looking to see who's in your, 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 your niche, you know? So who am I making content for? Am I ma- I'm making it, yes, for a Zambian audience. Who else is talking about music, for example, which is something I do on my podcast? So I can, I can tell you the three people I know who make content similar to mine, three, four, five people, but I know more people. They're uh, musicians who also caught on, for example, that is, they just don't have to strictly have music content on their channels or their platforms. They can talk about the behind the scenes. They can talk about the making of. I was tweeting about this person this morning, Mumbayachi. He just made a video. It's called Papa Wemba. This is also like a little bit of a reaction right now from my part. But the cinematography is beautiful, you know. So, and he's make he's made that. So it's not just your standard video, like scene one, scene two, we dance, move this, and the singer sings. No, but it's it's like a cinematographic. Um, you know, experience visually is so attractive. And a lot of people are realizing that there isn't just one way to make YouTube content or content for this platform, you know? So Zambians, there are hundreds, really a lot. 
you know, and the musicians are also catching on. They're realizing I can put out a music video, but I can do more. So they are also, in a, in a way, also becoming video content creators, not just the standard, the standard one. So um, there's lots, there's lots. I promise I will give you, I will give you the, the link later. Okay. And you can pass it on to your friends. Thank you. She'll be very happy. <laughs> so, but why do you feel that, you know, um, these platforms like YouTube or podcasts are, are important for Africans to share their stories? Okay. Oh, okay. So first of all, for the longest time, I don't know about you growing up in, 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 in Zambia, a lot of the news we got, okay, the ZNBC, which is which owns and runs everything. There's the Zambia, Zanese, I think. I'm just going to say Zanese because I don't know. I'm not. I don't want to say the wrong thing for their for the for the name of the organization. Yeah, Zanese. Um, they are, they've been in charge of the narrative or the news that come out of Zambia. So depending on who's in power. And who's running things? The story is according to how the people in power want it to be. So there's also like structured news delivery in the country, but imagine how it is outside. So people with whatever interest internationally will report what they want out of Zambia. So if it's interesting for them to focus on the fact that, I don't know, copper prices are really, really high. Yeah, but high in comparison to what? High affecting who? Us as the Zambians, are we benefiting or is it because they want to scare off potential investors? You know, so this is, this is not a perfect example, but I just want people to realize if you take the mic, you live in Kabwata, you can talk about here in Kabwata on the Burma Road today, there was an accident. You... You are not, it's not fiction. It happened. You are talking about what's happening in your neighborhood. And you see it with the springing up of other private radio stations. You know, people are like, okay, we like this. We want to be the people that push XYZ music. We want to talk about XYZ news. So if radio stations can, and you don't have to wait for a formal radio station or radio license. Okay. You need your, I, will, I will say it now, you need your phone, uh, a place with semi-good lighting, and, and, and talk about what's going on in your neighborhood. Yeah, so if we, take, if we look at it from that, if we look at it from that really small part where somebody in Kawata can talk about news on Burma Road, imagine what somebody in Lusaka, in Zambia, can talk about. You are in charge of the narrative. It's what's happening to you, not what an outsider is seeing. Okay? So for me, this is very important because a lot of the news, it's not even people living the reality. You know, they'll talk about it, but they have their ulterior motives. And I I guess, I don't know, maybe it's becoming getting older, but I'm always very tired of seeing a non-Zambian person being the expert on Zambia or talking about what's going on in Zambia. It, it, it vexes me so much. So, yeah, that, yeah, that's why it's important for us to be, you know, to be telling these stories. Yeah, no, I can understand the frustration. I think 
uh, your frustration, that frustration is what led me to not watching news because I was just like, I can't deal with all of this. So I don't actually even consume news at all. Like I, I get it like third hand from someone telling me, oh, I saw this. And I'm like, okay, that's what's happening. But anyway, yeah. so if you are looking at, you know, starting a channel or whatever it is, or yeah. you know, having a platform, how do you choose that right platform? Okay. All right. So the right platform has a lot to do with what are you comfortable doing? Because not every not everyone wants a camera in their face. It's very awkward because it's just you. Camera is just you in a room rambling on. Okay. Then there's the edits that you do to make it, you know, so or a retake because you said uh, brown instead of brown, you know. So what are you comfortable with? Are you comfortable with the writ- with written work? Are you comfortable with uh, photographic work? Um, are you, you know, so you have to pick what's comfortable with you. What, what are you willing to share? Because, I mean, putting yourself out there, look at me, for example, and my short um, hair, I have, I have some eyeliner on. I've made some efforts today. You know, you're very special. I never do this, not even on my channel, you know, because I would just be there barefaced with my little Afro and I'll do my content. But you have to be able to, to be comfortable enough in your skin to say, I will do it like this because content creation, putting your opinions out there, your face out there, I won't lie, it is pressure. It opens you up to a lot of things. People who come to your channel, not to even really listen to what you put out, but to make comments like, oh, wow, you're beautiful. And I'm like, yeah, okay, great. But did you watch my video? You know, did you listen to what I wanted to put? Or they'll be like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I don't like people with short natural hair. But yeah, but what's that got to do with the video? I know that the person delivering it isn't, you know, the the beauty standard you're used to. So you have to really figure out what you're comfortable with. And figuring it out might take you trying things, okay? Because I don't want to say, do this because of ABCD. No, it's just really, what are you comfortable doing? You have to be comfortable, first of all, because like I think I said before, when you're, if you, if you're comfortable, you're more genuine, you know, it's something you won't, you will get tired. Okay. Because definitely there's, there's burnout and all of this, but it will be something you are willing to, I'll do it this week. I'll do it another week. I'll keep doing it, you know, so be comfortable, be comfortable. What else? What's easy for you? Yeah. Um, because if it requires you to make an initial investment of a hundred thousand dollars for example and you have fifty dollars maybe it's not what you should be thinking of doing as content creation as as a platform for content creation so does it eat on your budget for for data for the month does it eat in your time for studying does it require you to bribe someone in order to to create it to put it on your platform what does it require of you resource-wise? Time, money, these things. Consider that. Consider that. Yeah? Before you you get into something. And there's lots of easy options. Like, I think 
TikTok is cheap. It's easy. You know, people think you have to have this super flashy apartment to make the TikTok. The music is already there on the platform. So if you like to dance already, you're the person, your family's like, oh, Muzonda is always dancing. <laughs> but why not do it for TikTok? If your family laughs at you and you're not shy, do it for TikTok. Maybe TikTok will love you or you, you go viral, you know? I use TikTok a lot to do a promotion for my um, for my video content because I just put 50 seconds of a video I I made and edited or whatever, you know, and the amount of content I see is just kids in their backyard dancing to their favorite song, uh, creating a dance, and they go viral. So if YouTube, the 30-minute or 5-minute video format is not for you, it's too much data, try TikTok. Try photos, something. So when we talk specifically about uh, YouTube, what is your process you know, like just give us like a quick breakdown because I think the people who are interested in it, but they don't exactly know like, oh, okay, then there's this step, then there's this step. You know what I mean? So if you can just take us okay. through as in a, a summary. Okay. All right. So I'll start with creating your channel. You just need a Gmail account. So maybe already, let's say you like to to draw. Or to dance, like I said, I'll use, I'll borrow from my TikTok example. You like to dance. Okay. So, and you have the music readily available. You don't mind because, you know, if you do dancing and you make videos with someone else's music, you must be prepared and you must be aware for, co- for copyright. Okay. But there, is, there are ways around it. So just, you know, okay. So you do that. You have your Gmail account. You decide on what type of content you want to make. You need to decide on a schedule. So are you going to put out content every day? Are you going to put out content once a week or once every fortnight? Because you have to create the content. You have to edit the content. And you have to have, you have to have, you need a, a regular schedule. So maybe Mondays is good for you because on Monday you don't have, I'm going to say homework or you don't have any extra family obligations, you know? So that will be your day. You have enough time to edit, post or upload. And then there's the promotion, which is sharing to other social media platforms. So basically that's, that's, that's my process. Okay. I have a Gmail account um, and you know, that's what, that's where I, I share, I have a YouTube channel with it. So I create my content. I use my, I've mentioned, I use my phone. Um, I just record in a corner of, of my room, make the video. I make short videos because they are short, four minutes, five minutes, maybe six minutes, because they are faster for me to edit, um, have an editing tool. You don't need to spend money. So look at what your laptop has. Windows has um, has its own uh, tools, free tools. And so does uh, Apple or Mac. So use free stuff initially. I mean, even now, I mean, I'm not, I don't have tens or thousands of subscribers. So um, 
the reality is I'm not making hundreds of thousands of quachas from my content creation. It's a, it's a passion project. It's something I like to do. I enjoy it. It's fun for me. It's a great hobby. But still, I insist on uh, using stuff that is free and available. I don't want to spend too much. You know, someone will say, well, maybe if you spend a little bit more on the editing and made it more fancy, if you used um, a drone... And I'm like, no, Musonda, I'm very happy with my little Android phone recording my content, you know. Uh, but you, you, that's also something you have to consider. The creation, the posting, the promotion, um, and all of that. All, all of that you need to consider for your content. So let's talk about like building an audience. Like when you just start, like, where, like how do you get people to come to your pay, your, you know, your channel? Yeah. How does that work? Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, It's um, it's a lot of work. Um, like I said, who do you have to bribe? No, I'm joking. Um, so what's great is yes, YouTube. Um, yes, YouTube is a free platform. YouTube wants content. Okay, YouTube is happy. The more people that are on the app, the better. So YouTube will do promo for your content. It will suggest your content to people. So somebody might be watching the new Mumpy video. Mumpy has a video. It's called um, Featuring. I did a reaction video to it. So someone will be watching Mumpy's video and YouTube might, might push my reaction video. Okay? So you can be that content creator that just makes videos and leaves them. But almost everyone who's making content on, you, on social media or YouTube has a Facebook. So you post your video, share it to Facebook. You might also have Twitter. Not to get into the twas, um, but to, 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 to share your, your, your video when you, when you make it. Share a link. Share it everywhere. That's the, the promotion I just talked about. You want to share your videos on on all of these social media platforms, YouTube, Facebook, take advantage of everything that is free. When you share, when you go to the share icon under your video, it gives you options. You can share it to YouTube, to WhatsApp. You can share it to a multitude of places. So do a lot of that and let it be clear in your social media bio, Zambian YouTuber, African YouTuber, music YouTuber, just, have the title because there'll be people searching online, Zambian YouTubers. And if your social media all says Zambian YouTuber, who guess who's going to pop up in the Google search? You. Okay? So there's there's that. Okay, it's it sounds easy, but really that's what you need to do. That's what you need to do. And then you need to also connect with other content creators in your niche, other YouTubers. So how did I make my list of 100 Zambian YouTubers? Because I was on I was on Twitter, for example. People were commenting, oh, I can't find a Zambian YouTuber or there are no Zambian YouTubers. And a lot of Zambian YouTubers said, no, this is a lie. There's lots of us. So there was a whole thread of Zambians commenting, saying, I'm here, I have a channel, I do this, I make that. Uh, here's my channel, you know, but how are you going to find that? Being on, being on Twitter. I like Twitter. I like Twitter because, you know, you post your comments 
and you go. You know, some people like it because they, they want to be in the toise, but I, I like it because of this. you post your link, your content, and, and you leave. So there's lots of lots of available resources. Again, free ones, free resources and communities. Find a group for for YouTubers. If you might be drawing, maybe, or you might be into painting, find another group of um of YouTubers who, who do painting and drawing, you know, and you can share your links in that group. You can talk about your work. You can talk about where else to share your content, how else to share your content. You just constantly have to be sharing and talking about what you do, you know, like someone, uh, Roberto releases a, a song or, or Mumpy. Yeah. Uh, I do a reaction video to it. I tag Roberto. I tag Mumpy. There is no guarantee Mampi or Roberto are to sit at their computer and watch my video. I am not that special. But a fan of theirs might be curious, like, what did this person say about Mampi? What did they say about the video? If they like what I said, maybe they subscribe to my video. So that's just, it's just all of that. It's not an easy, straight, forward process. There isn't one magic formula and you have to put in the work. Like I said, it's a, it's a passion project for me. So I don't mind. I don't mind doing all of this extra work. You know, I don't have a, some creators have a team, you know, they have like their photographer, their social media manager. I'm all of this. I am my photographer, my social media manager. I have to do all of these. They might seem annoying or mundane tasks, but I have to do all of them. Yeah. So if you were, if you wanted this to be something that you're making some sort of revenue from, where, where do you tap into, like, where does the money come from? You know what I mean? Okay. What's great about, about YouTube, they are very clear about how you can monetize your content on their platform. Okay. So granted, in order for me to be making any sort of money, I need I need hundreds of thousands more more subscribers. I need hundreds of thousands more more views. This this is a fact, yeah. But there is a way to get from currently not making any money. So I think from before already, you can you used to need one thousand subscribers in order for you to do live streaming. You don't anymore with five hundred subscribers. You can live stream. What tools are open to you for like when you are live live streaming? You can um, ask your subscribers to super chat you, just send you tips. You know, if they appreciate your content, they can they can give you money. You can have PayPal's. Um, you can have um, a blog. You know, because some platforms allow you to monetize them. So. Maybe a smart thing for me would be to have um, a working, let's say, WordPress site, you know, that I could I could monetize, you know, like if I talk about Mumpy's album, maybe I could give a little more detail there. Oh, Mumpy's album, Mumpy's so-and-so, and people who don't want to necessarily watch the video, they could read about that. So there's means and ways of monetizing different platforms in order to make money. Um, or um, other people decide they want to make merch, merchandise that they sell and they use that. I mean, this isn't, 
this isn't something that I personally want to do. I'm not, um, like I said, I do everything on my own. So for me right now, just making the content, making money from it would be nice, but it isn't the goal currently. So I'm not investing a lot of time looking and trying to see, okay, so if I do this, I'll make that. I have monetized my channel. Yeah. But I would need substantially more, more traffic and more subscribers to say, okay, all right, I'm making, I'm making money from this. Yes. You know, so um, there are ways, but it's not something I'm, I'm doing. It's not something I'm, I'm trying to push. Yeah. I'm just enjoying making the videos because that's also another added pressure, you know, because then you start to think what's the next big thing I can do in order to get the numbers up. And this isn't the focus for me. It's just, it's putting out the, the content and the interviews, you know, and l- letting it be organic growth. Um, I'm not driven by the, the potential monies or the monies I could, I could be making from this platform. Because if I was, then I would have stopped making these videos a long time ago and I wouldn't be dreaming up new content creation ideas because it's not you know it's not it's not it's not controversial like I said I'm not a gossip blogger so for for some people they're like well there's no real gossip here so why do I want to sit and listen to this yeah because I feel that there are times you know like you're saying people feel pressured because if you're not out there being controversial, um, you know, um, having some sort of beef with somebody or something like that, you know, <laughs> or just causing some sort of drama, then it seems like you you are just not going to be as popular as other people, you know. Um, yeah. But the content that you want to put out is something that speaks to your heart and, you know, like you really want to empower people and help people with whatever it is. For example, let's say financial literacy or, you know, whatever that, or whatever um, interests you. But it's like, yeah. how do I get ahead? Or how do I get people to, how do I stand out without compromising my values and, you know, uh, my morals and all of that? So I think it's a tricky one. <laughs> I mean, it certainly is. I think, you know, one of the things you asked me, when you make the content and you choose a platform, what's the right one for you? You also have to be thinking, you know, like if I say this or a specific thing or I give my opinion on this, maybe I think too much about it. It's, 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 I guess it's really obvious. I think way too much about it, but I wouldn't want um, somebody to, to find a video of me and take it to my mother is very liberal anyway so she's like well she always talks about this or that or she's like this so I don't mind but I wouldn't want it to be the sort of content that's shown to me later and I'm like oh cringe I said that or you know I'm not so attracted by the potential controversy something could cause because I don't want it to be uncomfortable for the person so that's why for example I do reactions music video reactions on content or artists that I like because I don't go with the objective of tearing the person down for me my show is called celebrating our music so it's about bringing how highlighting the good 
You understand? But for some people, that's not their vibe. That's not what they want to do. So you have to be able to say, I made this and I can watch it a year from now, two years from now. Mm, am I, am I being hurtful? Maybe I'm too nice. Maybe, you know, <laughs> but I don't want to cause emotional or mental injury to anyone. And I don't want to make content that makes me cringe, you know, like, like oh man, I made that. I said that. Oh, that's just terrible, you know? And I don't want someone else to be like, oh. Like, I remember a couple of weeks ago, a Black American uh, podcaster and YouTuber was, their, a video from their channel went viral. But because they were interviewing this female act, artist, yeah, and they asked her some very, very disrespectful questions, you know, like about her sexuality, about... Um, yes, it was supposed to be a promo tour for her album. And I just, for me, that was disgusting because they don't, they don't need to do that. They already have really great following. They have people who, who are religiously, continuously always watching their show. So they don't need to create controversy. It was really uncalled for. And they went on and they were trying to define, to defend why they asked this artist this question, the way they asked it. And they were talking about how the artists didn't have media training which for me was just a load of rubbish because I thought to myself maybe their numbers are falling and they were looking for some controversial and I find most cases these podcasts ask women such invasive and such disrespectful questions because women are an easy target you know so for me I never would listen to their show, but definitely I am never, ever listening to their show, no matter what. Just off of this little piece of news, because that for me is gross. You know, you can create content that adds value, but without causing injury to the other person, I think. This 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 is what I stand on. This is what I do. So when you were starting out, is there something that you would have done different? Yes, 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 yes. Mm, if I had maybe just a little bit more foresight, maybe I would have just already started with 1,000 Awesome Zambians in 2019 because um, I was already promoting Zambian, I don't know, uh, Zambian products, Zambian, occasionally I was talking about artists and albums you know, so it didn't have a label, but I was doing this. You know, I didn't brand it to be 1,000 awesome Zambians. I mean, um, but which is also something that I like because it shows that content creation, they always say, have a niche. Have a niche, have a niche, have a niche. I am Mrs. I have no niche. <laughs> because I also don't want to be, to be boxed in, you know. Like, oh, she's the person that does that. Because I will be honest with you. Um, coming to my camera, filming the, I reacted to so-and-so's video after a few weeks, it also gets a little bit boring. So I want to mix it up and do an interview with an artist or a non-artist, because if I do interviews with five artists, uh, my questions begin to sound similar. Their responses become similar. I get bored and I lose the motivation to make the content, you know? So I wish I had already figured out, you know, like how to brand it from the beginning because I was already doing it. 
It would have been nice just to brand it from the get-go. You know, and a lot of people I've seen, they've seen what I'm doing and they've seen the template and they're copying it. That inspires, you know, that inspires me. Like, I'm like, yeah, you know, like I'm such a trendsetter. People see my stuff and they want to do it too. Um, so from the beginning, I should have just... I should have branded it, packaged it, which is also, which is great for when people are looking for content. It makes it easier for them. It makes you the authority, you know, in an area. They're like, oh, we want to talk to a music blogger. I, I hope my name pops up, you know. So, and, and from the beginning, having a, like a social media presence for my content because I, I mixed a lot of my personal stuff. I don't have a lot. You know, like if I went and ate uh, a nice grilled chicken, there'll be a photo there. But then two days later, I'll post, oh, I did an interview with so-and-so, which is okay for my, for my normal followers because they know I make YouTube content and that's what I do. But for someone else who's just maybe just specifically looking for music interviews, they're not really interested in my grilled chicken, you know? So I should have also had like a dedicated social media page um, for, for my content um, or pages, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, because that's, that's also nice for, for just having one place, everything. So people are not like friend in the US who's looking for YouTubers. Do you know how annoying it must be for her to see my grilled, chi- uh, grilled chicken photo and then a link to my YouTube or a post about my YouTube? Like, what does this woman? YouTuber, food blogger, I'm confused. You know, so um, I, I should have. That's one. That's one thing. Started branded it from the beginning. The content creation that I'm doing, and had dedicated social media pages. You think it, it's small, but I tell you, as a, a a music blogger, something that's very annoying to me is Musonda. I use the name Musonda. I hope there's no Musonda that gets mad, but I'm just using it as an example. You know, I, I am Mubanga after all, so I think I can, I'm allowed to use the name Musonda. But anyway, Musonda releases a song today, but he's not Musonda on his Twitter. He's John Bualia or John Tembo, for example. So if I'm looking to see where the links for his music are, you know, because you can't readily find him on Amazon Music or Apple Music, it's very frustrating for me to have to search 20 different pages before I find the real content from this person. So that's why this this branding of your pages and where to find your content for me is important, not, not just for the musician, but also as a content creator. Okay, so I think as we are winding down, what are your top three tips um, that people should remember as they're um, creating content, which I think you've touched on already, but yeah. Okay, you can start with anything. Okay, well, anything sounds so... Um, you, can use, you can use your mobile phone, okay? Everyone has a relatively okay, good mobile phone by now because we are living whether we like it or not we're living in an age where everyone wants to take a picture and a, and a, and a video of something if it's not of them it's their surrounding so work with that um do not feel pressured to invest in super expensive equipment 
I use, I have 4,000 plus YouTube subscribers. I have over 5,000 Twitter followers, maybe 1,500 Instagram followers. I'm, I'm, I'm bragging a little bit, but I have all of these numbers, not because I have high tech gear. So I want people to realize that you can have a social media following. Why are these numbers important? Do all of the 5,000 people that follow me on Twitter watch my content? No, but, but there's the potential for someone else who follows them to, to, because these social media platforms always suggest people to follow or content to see the algorithm works like this. So, you don't have to have super expensive equipment to start and start, start. You like something, you love something. You want to talk about it. You can't talk about your love for pencil drawing with your mom or your dad because they're like, Oh my God, I don't know what are you going to do with that? Oh my, pencil drawing. It's not, ugh. you know, it's so maybe because you have unsupported parents. You have YouTube. You have maybe another kid or another person who's interested in pencil drawing. I'm using pencil drawing. There are not enough people who have passions. You cook. You bake. You are a business. You you make, I don't know, um, party decorations. Show the world. Use the free platforms to create the content. So don't say just because... I'm not a fashion blogger. I can't be on Instagram. No, you run the business. People need to get serious about social media. I know personally when I'm looking for something, yes, I'm overseas. So if I want to see bakers in Lusaka, obviously I'm not going to start calling my mother, my 60 something year old mother or my 70 something year old mother to start like, mom, who are the bakers in Lusaka? No, I'm going to go online and more and more people are going online so as a content creator first of all you can start with your little phone have a uniform social media presence okay if you're musonda one be musonda one on twitter on instagram you might not be posting every day something different it might even be the same video link everywhere but be uniform make it easy for your potential fans or your current fans fans, supporters to find you. Um, what else? What else? What else? Um, agree to interviews when nice people message you and ask you if they can interview you. Why, why, why is that? Why should you agree to interviews? I, I mean, I'm sort of like also preempting for myself because I do interviews. But, you know, it's a great way to promote the work that you're doing. Because the person who's interviewing you has an audience, an, an established audience. They might You don't know if they are 20 individuals or 20,000 individuals. So when someone approaches you and asks you nicely, be gracious to make the time and the effort, prepare yourself and try to, to be as forthright as you can in, in, in taking part in interviews. Because one struggle I have Granted, maybe people have problems with internet or data, blah, blah, blah. But make, 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 make the effort. Tell them, I can't do a video interview, but I can write responses. Yeah, I can send you a photo and you make an Instagram post. But be, be excited for people, for people who want to promote and talk about your work. 
because you don't have to stick with the standard radio. Just because ZNBC didn't call you doesn't mean that the work that you're doing is is not worth talking about. I'll stop there. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love all of those tips. They're awesome. Uh, this has been great, Singletu. Please tell the audience, how do they find you? How do they support you? Yeah. Okay. I am on Twitter. I'm on Instagram as La Zambiana. Okay. Which is just L-A Zambiana. Just as I say, that's how you spell it. And then my podcast is called Bulela Podcast. Bulela Podcast is on all podcast streaming services. Apple, Spotify, Anchor, you name it, okay? Bulela Podcast is also on um, Facebook. It's also on Instagram. It's on Twitter. I would really, really, really appreciate it if your listeners subscribe to my channel and they write that they found me via this interview because that would mean the world to me um and what else um i have a little giveaway going on my on my facebook right now it's only open to women aged between 19 and 30 it's not a lot but it's just a hundred quacha uh, talk time that I'm giving away. So if you have listeners in that age group and they would like to participate, let them check that out. And yeah, all listeners are welcome. And I want to say, I don't know, maybe I've said it briefly, but I'm so thankful that you approached me and asked me to do this interview because you making the time, showing the interest, uh, making the time to write the questions, making the time in your day to to talk to me. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. I really do. You're so welcome. And I am grateful to you for making the time as well. So this has been great. Listen and hear me. Just start. There will never be a right time. I love the saying which goes, when a student is ready, the teacher will appear. And so it is that only when you start that things begin to align. So my perfectionists, my darlings, na 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 na, it's not until everything is perfect. It's when you start that you begin to learn and things just fall in place. Like it's just so surprising. Like what is going on? People will show up who want to help you, to teach you or mentor you. Do not overthink what tools you need to start. You have exactly what you need right now. The rest can come later. Even if you start with five minutes every week, that is enough to start the ball rolling. The truth is I didn't start with a podcast. I actually started with 30 second video clips that I would upload to my WhatsApp status. This helped me get comfortable with talking. Just the idea that somebody out there was listening to me was so nerve wracking. What, you know, all these thoughts of what ifs, oh my gosh, they might not like what I have to say. They might not like my voice, whatever it is. All of that I had to first get over. 
It trained me to listen to my speech and improve. It was the footstool to the next step that would eventually become the podcast. African narratives, your story in your words, in the way that you have experienced it that is so real to you, is valid. And your story, my love, is important. So we need to hear your voice. Just start. At Africana Woman, we give our guests their roses right now. Please find Ingutu on Instagram at Bulela Podcast. Tell her you heard her on the Africana Woman Podcast. Take a screenshot of the episode and tag us. We want to keep the conversation going. The mission of Africana Woman has always been to tell more African women's stories. One of the ways that we're doing this is by helping you start your own podcast. If you have a burning idea and are interested in launching a podcast, but you don't know where to start from, contact us at africanawoman at gmail.com. Your story is important. And I'll keep saying it. Your story is important. My playground is Instagram. Find me at Chulu by Design. Tag me. Tell your friends about the Africana Woman podcast. And again, leave a review, especially on Apple Podcast, because that helps us spread the word about this show to more African sisters out there. So talk to you soon. This has been a production of Africana Woman Media. Mm-hmm.